You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Weekly Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delanie Williams and I'm joined today by Suzanne Burnett. Hey Suzanne, how are you doing? Hey Delany, I am doing great. I'm enjoying the sunshine today. It is nice, isn't it? And you know, today on this episode, we get to start not only a new unit, but a new volume. And so we are going to be in for the next 13 weeks, we're going to be in volume four, and that's titled From Unity to Division, 1 Samuel to 1 Kings. And so when we look at this volume, it's going to remind us that sin has broken our relationship with our holy God. But however, God's grace freely offers redemption and renewal. And so in 1 Samuel and 1 Kings, King Saul, King David, and King Solomon experience the division sin brings and the unity forgiveness offers. And so that's good for us to keep in mind for these next, like I said, 13 sessions that that's all together in this volume. For Unit 10, we're going to be talking about King Saul, and it's going to be four sessions long. And so as we think about this unit, we want to remember that God's people wanted a king so they would be like the nations around them. God warned them, but gave them what they wanted. So King Saul seemed to be the ideal king for them, but he proved not to be the king the people needed. When Saul sinned against God, God judged him and promised to remove him as king. You know, Suzanne, I've I've talked about these descriptions of our volume and then also the unit. We also get to tell our listeners about our big picture question and answer and then our key passages. Suzanne, will you go ahead and talk about those? Yes, so for this unit, our big picture question for younger preschool and older preschool is the same. And the question is, why does sin separate us from God? And the answer is, because God is holy. And for our kids, our younger and older kids, the big picture question is, why does sin separate us from God? Because God is holy. Sin has broken our relationship with God. So I think we're going to have really good conversations throughout this unit about sin and what that means and the consequences for that sin. Our key passage for this unit is found in Isaiah 6-5. Our babies and toddlers and younger preschool Bible phrase is, My eyes have seen the Lord, Isaiah 6-5. For older preschool, our Bible verse is, I said, Woe is me. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the Lord. Isaiah 6, 5. And then for our kids, our Bible verse is, Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and live among the people of unclean lips, because my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. Isaiah 6, 5. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And so now, since we have talked about more of our unit as a whole, it's time for us to talk more about Unit 10, Session 1. It is titled, Israel Demanded a King. And the scripture reference for this session is 1 Samuel chapters 8 through 10. So I want us to think about or look at what our big idea is for this session. 
And you know, God's people demanded an earthly king like the other nations. God knew that that wasn't the best for them, but allowed them to have a king. God's people wanted a king to lead them, to go before them and to fight their battles. Isn't that exactly what God had done for Israel? God led Israel out of slavery in Egypt. God protected Israel from Pharaoh's army at the Red Sea. God also provided water, manna, and quail for Israel in the wilderness. God had parted the Jordan River. God's people did not even realize that God was everything they were wanting in an earthly king. God knew that no earthly king could ever compare to Jesus, the perfect king God planned to send, not just for Israel, but for all people. So Suzanne, now we'll move to the next part of our episodes, and that's when we go over our leader guides. We highlight some activities that may need a little extra prep time or some special instructions. And so why don't you go ahead and talk about activities in our preschool resources? So this week for our babies and toddlers, they're doing an activity called Make Sensory Bottles. This is an activity that our toddlers will be doing. And so it's really important that we wanted to note to watch these toddlers closely as they are choosing which rhinestones and sequins that they want to be put in their bottle. You want to make sure they don't put them in their mouth because they're shiny and fun. So that means they want to eat them. So we want to make sure they do not put them in their mouth. Also, make sure you're just using plastic gems, not not real rhinestones. I think that's understood unless you're just feeling extra fancy. You know, you know Suzanne, I think it's always great to mention it and remind it. And I'm thinking too, more than likely, you're wanting to use large rhinestones in sequence, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, the big ones. Also, along with that, if you have a lot of toddlers in your class, because the idea of this activity is each child gets to make one and take one home. But if you have a bunch of toddlers in there, like that's probably not going to work very well. So you could just make some beforehand, you know, have maybe four or five, and the kids can play with those in the session. And you can still talk about how they connect to the Bible story instead of just making one for each child. That's for our babies and toddlers. We do have an activity this week too for our younger preschool. It's called Play With Blocks. That's the welcome activity that's going to occur at the beginning of this session. It's actually going to be used in every session throughout the unit. And you're going to be using a printable with that Play With Blocks activity. And that printable is called Block Fronts. And speaking of printables, Delany, how do we find those printables? Can you help our listeners with that? That is a great question. And I have an answer for you. With the printables, we actually have multiple ways that you can receive them. So for some of our listeners, you may receive your curriculum digitally through our ministry grid platform. And so with that, they are there where you'll be able to get them on ministry grid. Other churches may have both because some of the teachers like to have that printed copy in hand. And so you order both or some of our churches only order print. And so if you are one of those that you order print and you're wondering how you get it, the printables are on the disc comes with it. And so that's another way. Then the third way that you can get printables is on gospelproject.com. 
there is a page called additional resources. And so if you look on that page, then you'll be able to get the printables. And, and Suzanne, I really appreciate you mentioning that because like, especially for this particular activity where this printable is going to be used multiple times during the unit. So it's going to be used every session um, for younger preschool, but each of these avenues that I talked about where you can get printables, that's for all of the age groups. So from babies and toddlers all the way up through kids, that's where you can find the printables, either on Ministry Grid, on the disc, or either on gospelproject.com. Awesome. That's super helpful. I knew that you were the person to ask, so thank you for answering my question. You're going to use that printable with the younger preschoolers with that Play With Blocks activity. And remember, you're using that for the whole unit. So my suggestion is to make it last a little longer, to laminate it, cover it in contact paper, maybe even print it on cardstock because you know it's gonna get destroyed. So be ready, be proactive with that as you're planning. For preschool worship, we have a really fun activity called Do a Science Experiment. And so this is a activity where you're going to be mixing water and oil in a glass so go ahead and practice it. It's always good to practice experiments beforehand to make sure they work because nothing is more sad when an experiment does not work. So practice it to make sure it works. Give yourself plenty of room in the glass for the water and the oil to fit so you don't have an overflow. And last suggestion on this activity, use a clear glass. That way, when you're mixing the oil and the water and the food coloring, the kids can see the changes taking place so they can get that full experience. That's great. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And now I want to talk about some of the activities that I want to highlight in our kids' resources. So the first one is going to be in our younger kids' resource, and there is an activity called Sort the Beads. Some of you may be thinking, I would really like to keep this activity low prep. And so we have an alternative version for you, which you can do. What you would need to do if you wanted to keep it low prep is to form two groups, the kids, and then assign each group a color. Then you would ask the children to spread out randomly around the room. So in other words, you're going to have the groups intermix with each other. They're no longer going to be formed in their groups. They're going to all be together randomly around the room. Then you would lead each group to sort into their color. So you would make it a challenge by seeing which group could get together the fastest. And so that is an activity sort the beads for younger kids. Then moving on to older kids guide, the activity is trust the guide. On this activity, just a tip to save on your prep time, you the teachers could invite the kids to help you set up the obstacle course. And so this is a great opportunity to remind kids that even when we think we know the obstacles, we can still get tripped up and must remember that we have to trust God in his perfect ways. Then moving on to our kids' worship, we have a group demo that, like Suzanne mentioned about, especially with experiments, it's always great to make sure you practice those beforehand just to help you as the leader feel comfortable and so that you know how it will work and you aren't surprised when, when you're teaching it during the session. And so on the group demo in kids' worship, you want to make sure you practice this activity with the water in the cup and the 
and the heavyweight paper over it, and that you flip it over before you flip it over the child's head, you wanna make sure that you've already practiced that, you know how it's gonna work and make that go smoothly for kids worship in that session. Then finally, in our midweek, you have two activities I wanna highlight. And one is the welcome option for the play, free play with fidget toys. This is something that you can buy sets of fidget toys online. Another suggestion would be to check in the party sections at different stores, or there may be other teachers that you know, or members of your church that have some of these that you can borrow, or either some ministers may even have some um, that they have there at church. And so you could ask to borrow those and then return them after the session. And then love option two is explore rest in scripture. And so this includes having kids look up rest in different reference tools like Bible dictionaries, concordances, and encyclopedias. This is a reminder to make sure that you start sourcing these early in the week and that you're not waiting until the very you know, last hour before the session to try to find all of these. Um, a good resource would be your local library. You could check about checking some of those out or even other ministers in your church that more than likely they may have some there that you can borrow for this activity. If you have a hard time finding those and you want to do something alternative and you have easy access to Wi-Fi and a computer, you could show the kids how to use online sources but as a reminder, make sure to follow your church's policies as it pertains to something like this about using the Wi-Fi and searching online with this. And then you also want to make sure that you do this as a group and you are supervising just to make sure that we follow all the safety procedures that we need to. And so, Suzanne, we've talked about different activities we wanted to highlight. Now we move on to the part of our episode where we talk about what excites us or what stands out to us about this session. So if you'll go ahead and share what you're excited about when it comes to this session. So when I think of this story, I really think it's a beautiful picture of the mercy of God because we know that God is sovereign and that he knows everything. And so God knew that a king was not a good idea for his people. And God knew the future pain that the people would experience and then the ultimate collapse of the whole nation. But God still gave them a king. God didn't do this because he was weak and was giving into the demands of the people but he did this so the people would realize that they have a need for a heavenly king, which we know would be Jesus. I think in our lives, we may ask for things that aren't God's best for us too. I know that I do. <laughs> and we think we know what's best. And then once we get that, sometimes we quickly realize we've depended on ourselves instead of God. But I'm so thankful that God is a compassionate father and he does not condemn me but rather he uses these experiences to show me his kindness and his mercy, and then he draws me back to him. Susanna, that is so good, and I agree with everything you said, and I think it is a great reminder for our teachers to remember that many times our request that we take them for the Father, and that he doesn't always answer them the way that we want it to be answered, but he he does that because he knows what's best for us. 
He sees everything. And so this is something to remind us to trust him in that. And I think, especially when it comes to this session as well, is this is a great opportunity to help boys and girls understand that God knows best and that we can trust him. And to help them begin to understand and acknowledge that, yes, we may bring requests to God, but at the same time, just because we bring these requests to him, doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to have them answered the way we want it. And that's okay because he knows best. And so helping them see, and again, that's where it's a reminder for us as teachers, helping us to remember that he does know best and that we can trust him, that he has been faithful. How, How we talked about earlier, just in the overview, how many ways that he's been faithful to them, he's also been faithful to us. And so to remember that, and know that we can trust him. With that, we want to conclude this episode, and we want to thank you listeners for listening to today's episode of the podcast, and we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com dot com.